What's up, everybody? Hope you guys are all doing well with this coronavirus craziness. I know I am trying my best to stay sane and stay productive and make the most of this time. One of the things I'm doing is trying to make sure that my immune system is supported throughout this because while I'm not super scared of anything and I'm not trying to live in a fear state, I am trying to take the necessary precautions to keep my immune system, my mind, my body, my spirit strong. And one of the people I go to to support me with my immune system is my friend, Chloe Binales, and she joins me today on the podcast. She has a background in Chinese medicine, and so we kind of dive into her world and her perspective on how we can kind of take a more holistic approach to taking care of our immunity, taking care of our mind, taking care of our body, um, so that during this time, we not only don't get sick, but we also can maybe use this time as a time to thrive and not to survive. So we had a good convo. I love Chloe and, and her message, and I think you'll resonate with it. Before I get into the episode, if you're not on my newsletter, you should definitely consider joining it. I am sending out weekly or bi-weekly emails, so not too much, but I am sharing resources that I'm working through, books, podcasts, articles, journal prompts, anything I can think of to support you guys. I'm putting in this email and I'm trying to make it as valuable as possible. We got like 50 of you guys that have signed up so far and it's been super cool to have this intimate tribe on the email. So if you're interested in getting resources that have helped me and things that I'm working on in real time, definitely sign up for that. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, But for everybody else, hope you enjoy this episode all about how we can keep our immunity, keep our mind, body, spirit strong during this crazy time. This is some crazy time for people. I don't know what the heck's going on, but um, I think we're going to be okay. Luckily, there are people like Chloe in the world giving us some sound advice. I hope you guys enjoy this interview as much as I did. I will stop talking now. This is the end of the intro, I promise. Goodbye. (laughs) Here's the episode. So, Chloe, thanks for joining me on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, happy to be here. Excited to share this time. Yeah, you were uh, you were super medicinal, like I said, this right before this, when I saw you in person, we did the cupping and the acupuncture, and you were just such a, you were a gift. And I remember, like, the cupping, uh, you said, if you're sick, it'll get you sicker. And so it kind of brought out of me all the toxins, <laughs> and it super detoxed me, and I had like a very tough next three days, but you were such a gift in that you were like reminding me how beautiful it can be to like work through those discomforts and those pains and those sicknesses. And I really got to see you do your thing and like work and Mm -hmm. all the resources you shared with me just was like super helpful. So I'm super excited to be able to like in my humble way, celebrate you and what you do and your, your Chinese medicine background and all that. Thank you. And thanks so much for sharing that story too. It's something that I do talk about when it comes to acupuncture and cupping specifically, where if we are in that preventative phase, say I might be having maybe a little bit of a running nose, maybe no other like fever signs or anything like that, but a cupping treatment can be super helpful for promoting more blood flow, lymphatic circulation, which is our essentially our body's sewage system to help with detoxing. Mm. So if there's any stagnation in the body there, what cupping can do is help to invigorate or remove that stagnation to promote better flow throughout the body Mm. so maybe what happened and based on our conversation before is that that flow was restored so your body's going through some of the dying off or the detox symptoms as far as like 
okay, like let's shake this up a little bit so the body, it can come to the surface and then be released. Mm. Kind of like I'm sure you've explored in previous conversations in, in diving into the inner work with oneself. Mm. We kind of unravel and unlayer these different stories that we might be telling ourselves, these different attachments that we've taken on throughout the years. But when we get to the core of it, it's like, oh, that's what's actually there. And then we can address it Mm. move through it and then release it mm. so that, it's a nice and, and that initial yeah that initial addressing physical mental is so uncomfortable often and it was for me like with this <laughs> with this specific example physically i remember i got like really sick but very short it was like and then once it was over it was over and uh mm. I, I love that you touched on that because mentally i'm sure there are these things that maybe we have acute discomforts and acute issues that we just don't want to look at um, mm. Or maybe we don't not want to look at, but we just don't go inward and do the digging and do the detoxing. Uh, and so they can cause these acute discomforts where I love that you encourage us to go inward physically, mentally to kind of dig that out, get the flow going so that, yeah, maybe you feel a little more uncomfortable for those next few days. And it's a detox of whatever you're trying to purge out of your system, but then you're lighter and, and le- left off so much better had you just been lingering in that for so long tell me about chinese medicine chloe because it's uh i i definitely am one to subscribe to this kind of ethos and and what you're about but for the general population and even for me if i was trying to tell someone like what chinese medicine and how it differs from western medicine i would have trouble kind of articulating that so tell me what chinese medicine is how it strays from western medicine and kind of your role in all that yeah, absolutely. Well, Chinese medicine in itself is a medical system that's been used for thousands of years to prevent, treat, and diagnose diseases. So it's not something that's new by any means. And it's not just acupuncture. It actually also incorporates herbal medicine, movement, breath, nutrition, really entire. it's an entire medical system, which is why I was drawn to it. Mm. And what I get to do today with my community and the clients that I work with is incorporate that holistic mind, body, and spirit um, application of medicine, of treatment and therapy, in addition to weaving in some of my other background when it comes to Reiki, when it comes to kinesiology. We chatted about it before when we met. We both went to San Diego State. I got my bachelor's in kinesiology because growing up as an athlete, mm. I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do in college. And part of me is still navigating exactly what I want to quote unquote do. But what I know today is how I would like to serve. Mm. So what that looks like is weaving in all the best of Chinese medicine and also incorporating different things like functional testing. This is where we're bringing in testing the gut microbiome testing where are your blood levels at where can we find out how your detox pathways are doing how are you functioning Mm. at optimal or maybe suboptimal and then also addressing things from my neuro-linguistic programming background as far as what are the mental programs what are the mental beliefs that are perpetuating the thoughts that are creating our reality Mm. so nothing separate and that's why i really fell in love and resonated with Chinese medicine where the mind and body are not separate. Mm. Any stagnation that we feel 
and the physical level, whether it's that neck pain that won't go away, the lower back ache, the tightness in your hips, it's going to manifest somewhere within our mental experience, whether it's a frustration with something in our life, work, relationships, etc., that's manifesting in our physical body and vice versa. So and how does that like contrast say, with, sorry, yeah. continue. No, you're totally fine. <laughs> how does that contrast with Western? Like what is, uh, mm. if, if Chinese is all encompassing, what is Western medicine? When I think of Western medicine, it's incredible for treating emergencies, um, surgical um, applications. It's got so many ways in which it could serve our population and I think the missing part, the biggest gap that it has is being able to treat the in-between and also set us up for preventative care. And that's really where the gold lies in Chinese medicine is that it's a medicine based on longevity. Hmm. This is where many of the treatments were geared towards prolonging um, wellness, promoting wellness versus disease management. Hmm. So instead of going into a average doctor's visit where they might spend like four minutes with you on average, looking at your symptoms and then writing your prescription and then kind of sending you out the door. We're going to look at everything from your sleep, digestion, your emotions, your body temperature. We're going to ask you to stick your tongue out at us. Um, we're really going to take everything into account so that we set you up in a way that we are addressing the branch addressing the symptoms and getting to the root cause so we can resolve that and set you up in a way so that you are more resilient no matter like what environment you're in yeah one of the things i loved uh truly and this is not me just saying that is when i saw you when we did (laughs) acupuncture and cupping was like though it, it, it was like this this is what you do and it didn't seem crazy to you but like you sitting down with me and asking me like a solid amount of questions to get started. I was like, so I felt so, uh, al- that alone felt like medicine for me because you asked mm. me such good questions in terms of like, what do you think that is? And, and just ask me about my sleep and how I feel in this regard and how my body feels here. And just such an all encompassing kind of state of the union of where my health was at, um, mind, body, spirit. And just you asking me those questions allowed me to go there and be like, huh, well, that's, you know, something I haven't thought of in a little bit. And I've had experiences with Western medicine when I've gone to the doctor years and years ago before I kind of dove into this holistic world where, like you said, it was just, they had two minutes with me. And I remember graduating college, I was a little anxious and depressed because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And he, you know, without asking about my sleep, my nutrition, my diet, my ex- like exercise or anything else, he just said, oh, you're anxious, you're depressed, here's, you know, here's some medication for that. Um, and I'm glad I never really took it, but just you prompting people before you even do anything with them, just asking and becoming curious of their mind state, their physical state, their spirit state, I think is, is medicine. Mm, Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's a, that experience of kind of not definitely having what I would call and have called a quarter life crisis as far as like. Yeah. Everyone around me knows what they're doing. They are all set up. They're grown up. They're on their path. What the heck am I doing? Yeah. Um, essentially, that's how I came to learn about the experience of Chinese medicine, mm. where, where I actually did 
take the prescription because I was in such a desperate place after having a complete physical, mental, and emotional breakdown that Hmm. ultimately led me to wake up in the emergency room after an anxiety attack um, and then into a psychiatry treatment where they diagnosed me as clinically depressed. Hmm. And then looking back now, I could see all the different signs of adrenal fatigue with the depression being a part of that. Hmm. So instead of asking like, what got you to this point through a holistic perspective versus just treating the mind. Something I talk about a lot is that mental health shouldn't be addressed only through the mental body. Mm. It's also looking at the physical body. Mm. Something we chat about all the time is like, did you get your sunlight? There's so many different things. I know Matt Marika talks about it that could be branched linked caused by spending too much time indoors Mm. and then you think of the indoors and how much electronics we have in here and different things like that but essentially having gone through the conventional protocol Mm -hmm. of medication being told that this is something that will fix the depression fix how i'm feeling where It helped me sleep, which at the time was really medicinal in itself because I could only sleep for about two hours a night Mm. because of the stress and the anxiety. But when I was awake, I felt foggy-minded. I didn't have an appetite. I couldn't find joy in exercise or any desire to move or be outside. So I knew there had to be a different way. Mm. And when I had my first acupuncture treatment, I fell asleep on the table and it felt like 30 minutes was like a whole night's rest and it was incredibly rejuvenating. Mm -hmm. I honestly didn't know what happened, but through the inquiry, kind of like what you shared, he was able to pick up on different things just by looking at my tongue and taking my pulse. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you are someone who actually needs to move. Like you find joy in exercise Mm -hmm. or you run cold a lot, don't you? And I was like, wait, how does he know this stuff? This guy is a wizard or something. Yeah. It comes off as like magic and medicinal. <laughs> and it, it, it is, I, I keep using the word medicine, but it, it is medicine. Like when you just said, like when you would reflect back to me a tendency of mine or something that I might do with like just a, just like a, oh, a matter of factness, it, it, it feels like, oh, it feels so good to be validated and heard. Mm. And I think that is uh, something that's often missed, but. Yeah, I um, I had a similar journey. I like I I, di- I did take med- the medication that I was prescribed for like a month, um, but I felt so lucky that like literally around the same time I started becoming curious as to like why this was so easy to get medicated and something that's ran in my family is just getting you know waved off with some medication for your mental health and I really started to inquire and you know I found people like Kelly Brogan and and all these holistic mm-hmm. health experts and. It wasn't until meeting you that I realized that so much of what I've been learning for years had come back to like an idea of Chinese medicine and how maybe this was something that was more normalized in the East. And so I think it's so beautiful that you can you have such a nice wide open container to kind of bring to the world. And it's not anything that's real, you know, crazy new. It's not magic what it feels like sometimes or like woo woo. It's like stuff that has been going on for a long time. So uh, I am empowered by that. But with you talking about being inside, uh, 
I think that was the dream segment right there. <laughs> right now what's going on is the crazy pandemic. And so hearing you talk about like people need to get outside, people need to get moving, people, um, you know, their mental health uh, is a huge part in what they're doing physically. And, and with this crazy time, like how does, I think you've given us, you know, a general you know, overview of what Chinese medicine is like. And I, I'm excited to go in more depth in the future. But in terms of right now and the reality of right now, I was so excited to talk to you specifically because I'm like, what is Chloe's perspective with what's going hmm. on? So how does Chinese medicine work in regards to something as, you know, crazy as this pandemic that we're going through? Yeah, well, what's so neat is that I just posted about how China is actually mandating that Chinese herbal medicine be used mm. in every hospital. And wow. this is because one of the great, I love that you keep using the word medicine because the definition of that that I resonate with and share is that medicine is anything that makes you feel more whole. Mm. So if yes. that's going out in <laughs> na- nature, if that's getting your sunlight, that's it's where medicine. the medicine is. Yeah. And when it comes to Chinese medicine and what's going on right now with COVID-19, One of the things that makes it so potent is that these are herbs and formulas that are custom to each person. So while different people might have the same virus, they might have different presentations based on their health history, their lifestyle, and various other factors. So I had a teacher in school, we would do case studies, every like look at, okay, so what other questions would you ask? What other signs and symptoms are you looking for? Because although two people might have the same cold and flu, they might have different presentations. And this is also based on, quote unquote, how healthy they are, however someone measures health. And so with that, when it comes to incorporating Chinese medicine, especially Chinese herbal medicine, there's different herbal formulas that one, an acupuncturist or a certified herbologist would prescribe to a patient based on where they are in the disease process. Are they on the preventative side? Are they in the middle of the disease progression where it's early, mild, or severe stage so that the formula is maybe changed every week or so so that you're not given something and then you have to take it for the rest of the month or whatever that might be. Because the body is so incredibly adaptable. It's not what Darwin said as far as survival of the strongest. It's truly survival of the most adaptable. Mm -hmm. So how can we embody more resiliency in our, yes, our psychology and also our physiology? Mm -hmm. So with Chinese medicine, we're looking at this virus and it's manifesting as a damp pathogen. And unfortunately, in America or the typical American diet, a lot of that contributes or creates a environment of dampness. Think of the heavy fried foods, the super refined sugars, um, what is different the, what things What does that like dampness that. kind of mean? I don't know if I understand that. Yeah, so the way I like to describe it is imagine a wet towel. It's super heavy. Hmm. It's kind of going to drag everywhere you take it. And... If someone were to throw that on your body, it's going to weigh you down. You're in the slouch position. You become really tired, fatigued, maybe coldness manifests, or maybe if you're strong enough, some heat might manifest because 
you're being weighed down and you're trying to generate heat from this damp cold towel. Um, one of the ways that someone might be able to like assess the dampness in their body is taking a mirror or looking into the mirror and sticking your tongue out at yourself. So the tongue is actually one of the muscles or the only muscle, I should say, that we could see on the outside of our body. So it gives us a lot of information about what's going on internally. Mm -hmm. So there's three things you want to look at when looking at your tongue. Hmm. The shape, is it swollen? Um, are there tooth marks on the side? We want to look at the coating. The coating specifically is going to be related to our gut microbiota. So coating is, it... is, is it color or like the texture? Yep. So we're looking at the color as well, the color of the coating and the color of our tongue. Hmm. So shape, coating, and color. So with the coating, sometimes if it's super thick, it covers the entire tongue, especially at the root or especially in the middle. We want to ask, how's gut health? Are you experiencing maybe slower digestion, um, maybe loose stools, maybe a lot of gas, bloating, uncomfortableness in that area? Is it yellow? Is it white? That's going to mean different things. Yellow is going to be more heat signs. White's going to be a little bit more cold signs. And then the color itself, red, think heat, pale. Maybe someone is leaning towards anemia um, symptoms or blood deficiency symptoms, different things like that. You know, you said everything is specialized given the person with this. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that's kind of all-encompassing for people at this time? Like, what is something that's all applicable or like, you know, everybody's different, but this is for sure for you, you know? Totally. So when it comes to if someone is maybe a little bit hesitant about chatting with an acupuncturist or herbalist and they're like, I just want to have some herbs on hand. Yeah. One of the formulas that is available for anyone to purchase right now is through this incredible company. They're lab tested, certified, great company. Um, and I share some of their specific formulas with patients is through a company called Dow Labs. And there's a formula called Yuping Feng Song. So essentially it's Jade Windscreen Decoction. And it's a general immune boosting formula that's available for anyone. And we can put the link in the show notes if you want. And anyone can have that on hand. I often recommend clients to keep it in their closet, closet cabin, pantry, whatever. <laughs> um, whenever there's any seasonal changes, when it's rainy and then hot the next day, when we are moving into a new season such as spring right now, our body's going to be spending a little bit of more energy responding to those changes in the environment. So we want to make sure we a, have the energy to be able to move through those changes and C, B, have the resilience within our immunity to be able to weather whatever's around us. Mm. And that includes emotional stress as well. So what are you doing during this time? Like you're locked inside for most of the day. Uh, how are you maintaining your health? Because I think what you deem as maybe normal is uh, effective and, and helpful tips for me and for anybody who's listening. Yeah, well, recently what I've gotten back into is more movement in the morning that doesn't rely on the gym. That A little bit of movement. And then within an hour of waking up, getting some sunlight. Unless, of course, it's cold and it's 
raining outside, I'm not going to put my body in more stress right now, especially with um, wanting to keep my immune system up. So I'll wait a little bit until there's a break of sunshine. Mm. But daily, 15 to 30 minutes of sunshine. Mm. It's way more than just vitamin D. It's affecting our serotonin levels, our dopamine. It's affecting our testosterone levels, which is important for both men and women. And essentially, like we are houseplants with maybe some more needs. And what we do is that we take in that sunlight and it creates energy to feed our cells. This feeds our cells that are both A, healthy, and also B, maybe in a more compromised state. So it's going to help with everything going on in the body. I'm also taking time to unplug maybe in between interactions like this where it's so awesome that we get to see each other my phone's going back on airplane mode and maybe i'm cleaning up a part of my room organizing something or diving into a coloring book playing with some tarot cards um trying out a new recipe or going through the pantry whatever it might be and then unplugging a few hours before bed Hmm. like really unplugging (laughs) Unplugging has been a huge one for me. It's so easy to <clears throat> pass all the extra time with just scrolling and and it's it's not helping anything. It's like it's for me it's such an easy way to like boost just like short term thinking and stress and mm-hmm. and clog the the mind with all this noise when if I just unplug for a few hours I feel like an instant um, just kind of regroundedness and centeredness. And I've been doing the same thing with the mornings. Like I typically like to wake up and in the past, I've you know started my day with more of a stillness approach, and then try to get my sun. But I've been doing straight into movement uh, first thing in the morning with some yoga or some core exercises, and it's a really cool way to like I don't know get the the energy moving through the body real early, and 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 easier to drop into a more of a stillness state after that, given that we're we're locked inside so much. So it's like it's helpful to expend some energy right out the gate. It is. It really is. And um, definitely taking little walks and dodging everyone that might be outside as well, keeping that six feet at least of distance, but still giving a smile and a wave. Yeah. It's nice to like see humans yeah, outside. Be, be human. <laughs> so are you are you concerned about what's going on? Are you worried about it? Like, because there's this there's two sides of the coin where it's like, uh, this is just the start and it's going to get a lot worse. You know, Italy is getting worse and it's easy to look at them and be like, we're on the same path. Or are you optimistic? Like, where are you at in terms of like, mm-hmm. given your background, like without, on a more of a macro sense, like how do you, how do you view everything that's going on? Like, is this real bad or um, yeah. What do you, what do you think? That's a great question. I believe that in this moment, what is bad, I think, is the lack of compliancy with a majority of the people on this planet as far as being able to maybe step back and take a look at like what is needed and think globally and act lo- locally as the saying goes. The virus itself, more and more research is coming out on different ways that, yes, there is no cure, but how can we address those early to mild symptoms? How can we, there right now, for example, sending the plasma of people who have recovered from COVID-19 to people who are diagnosed with it or have tested positive for it so that they can build an immunity for it. Wow. Right now, 
a vaccine doesn't look like it's going to be possible in the next one to one and a half years. So this is an opportune time to really look into like how are specific herbs, how are specific um, supplements like vitamin C going to be able to address what is at hand. Um, what I am worried about is people not taking it seriously and also considering the integrative approach because there are those positive aspects of what is happening in China. The last thing that I was notified of from um, doctors in China who are living there right now is that as the quarantine is up, they were in quarantine for about two months. So it took about that much time for everything to be contained. And then they now have more evidence as far as like knowing how to recognize the early signs and symptoms and address it that way. So I'm glad, honestly, that California is on a lockdown. Thinking of the like future, the next month, the next year versus like the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yes, like the fear is definitely there about specifically like what might happen in two weeks, but the optimism is there as far as like how this will radically shift, how we approach health, medicine, and being able to prioritize preventative care. Hmm. So the getting worse before it gets better, based on what has happened, what I've seen in clinic, what I've experienced myself, I think that's a pattern that is currently in play Hmm. that it's kind of getting a little bit worse and also getting a little bit better in its own ways i love i want to hear you uh briefly because i love that you put the the chinese on instagram you put the chinese symbol of crisis is like a dual Mm. dual meaning of uh danger and opportunity correct me if i'm wrong and we kind of like went over the you know the danger of you know not taking this serious what is the what do you see as the macro opportunity for society, uh, for the pop? Like for me personally, I see in this time, not to downplay anything that's going on, but I see so much opportunity for myself personally and mm. in isolating on how much I'm able to prioritize the things that maybe I don't prioritize otherwise and how this is just time and space uh, that I rarely have to, to yeah focus on the things that maybe I wouldn't have if my day was normal. So physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, like artistically, I'm working on things that I maybe never had. So that's my opportunity is that I have the time and the space away from all the noise in the day-to-day life. Um, That's my opportunity to kind of make the best of this. Where do you see as the, given your perspective on everything, like holistically, what do you think is the, the opportunity here with the macro and, and with people going on to try to keep this in a, a positive light. <laughs> I love that you touched upon being able to look at it as having a lot more time. And to build upon that, I think one of the most beautiful opportunities we have right now is to really see that time is not essentially the most valuable currency it's, in my humble opinion, energy, and not so much the energy that makes the world around us what it is, but the energy that we embody. Mm. So a lot of people I've noticed have been 
catching up on rest. And when I hear things like catching up on rest, it's thinking of that opportunity where within this crisis, there is that danger of not working, therefore having the financial stresses. And it's the opportunity to really come back to, oh, like I was operating at 60 out of 100% and I was still getting a lot of shit done. Imagine what it would look like if I was operating at 10 out of 10. If I was able to actually restore myself in a way that I could show up even more for my clients, for my work, for my community. And how can I bring that into what life will be like on the other side of this or what life is right now where we have, quote unquote, all this time, yet we've always had all this time. So as we are able to manipulate or influence how we use this time, it's a huge invitation, a huge opportunity to really assess and address our energy. Mm. My motto or whatnot would always be or is our energy is our greatest asset and our greatest liability. So I believe that's the biggest opportunity here, especially with all this time. It's so beautiful to like go on a walk outside and see. I've never seen so many like people outside walking and and Mm. at a park or in the hiking trails that I go to. And it's like, for me, I'm like, this is, if anything, this is the opportunity I see is that these people who maybe myself included don't prioritize our energy and what do we do when everything kind of slows down which is essentially the foundation of who we are is what we do to take care of ourselves. Um, It it impacts everything we do and how we show up. And to see everybody kind of prioritizing different things during this time out of necessity of not going crazy, I think uh, is the macro medicine that I think this is offering us. But I love that you said like we're all operating. We could, a lot of us, myself included, might be operating at like a six out of 10, but still getting a lot done and kind of because I'm getting a lot done, it's easy not to look at the energy levels and what I might not be doing well um, because of you know my output. But this is making me kind of go back to the foundational aspects of everything I do. So question for you is uh, challenging you to give me personally and anybody listening is like three, <laughs> three things I can do today and tomorrow and the next day. What are three things I can do to start tipping me in the right direction from a six out of 10 to a 10 out of 10 energy wise? Like, what can I do to get my energy to truly be like my, my best liability or my mm. best uh, asset and not liability? <laughs> <laughs> How can we leverage your energy to be your best asset? Yes. I love that. So immediately what comes to mind is prioritizing your rhythms of sleep and wake. Mm. So this would be looking at how we could prioritize not just sleeping, but truly resting. So something that I know you've talked about before is having your blue blockers maybe and reducing our blue light exposure. So being able to, once the sun goes down, how can we reduce how much fluorescent lighting we're exposed to, screens we're exposed to, et cetera, so we optimize our sleep. That would be one. Number two is creating the space, the time and the energy most of all, the attention 
to assessing how we feel on an emotional, physical, mental level. It's been researched and evidenced by Dr. David Hawking that a negative thought actually weighs on our body 50% more than a positive thought. So when we talk about our energy, imagine the lightness that we feel when we're excited about something, when we're looking forward to something, when we're catching up with that friend that we haven't seen in a while versus thinking about bills, thinking about whatever might be weighing us down in that moment. So it's really taking a look at our internal mental, emotional body. So sleep, mental, emotional body, and also be the last thing as far as number three, like thinking what would be the most potent thing and i think what comes up in this moment would be movement but movement looks different for everybody for some people it might be movement towards something as far as creativity or a project and it could also look like physical movement Mm. i'd like to remind people that breath work is a movement practice it's using your entire body to move breath, to move chi in and out of your body. Mm. Yoga is a great practice for that. And also kettlebell, whatever you want, animal flow, going for a walk or run, but movement, sleep, and assessing your internal body. I'm going to ask you a point about the second point of the emotional kind of state when we inquire within and we kind of do a mental check of where we're at and then because you mentioned that you know a negative emotion or thought weighs on us, and and I'm sure we can all attest to that. What is it that you recommend? If I'm you know I, I inquire within, and I net I notice you know this this certain thing is weighing on me, and I can't stop thinking about it. Um, how do you go about shifting that so that it can be released, or is the process of just looking at it enough? Like in this time, I think a lot of us have stress about the the future or worry or there's there's something that we can you know look at that maybe doesn't feel good that might be weighing mm-hmm. us down how do we go about almost de- detoxing that from us is it just looking at it mm, great question when it comes to emotions these are feelings and emotions so as we look at it that's a great first step but it's not the last step. It's being able to identify it and recognize that it's okay not to feel okay. I think that's the biggest thing I want to emphasize, especially with anyone who might be moving through those heavier, not so fun or comfortable emotions. It's totally okay to feel that and feel all of it. What I would invite people to consider is to welcome it and get curious about it, lean into it from a curious observer perspective. What might this be coming to you or be presenting to you as, or what lessons lie here for you versus why is this happening to you? And it's truly embodying that personal responsibility that cause and effect as far as how can I learn from this and what maybe what way can I move through this? Because as the saying goes, the only way out is through. Mm. So yes, we want to look at it. Yes, we want to identify it. We want to welcome, get curious about it, and move through it. 
So something that I know you've shared about is a journaling practice that's so potent for allowing our conscious mind to kind of take a backseat for a little bit and we can get connected to maybe what's underlying the emotion. And it's not necessarily going from like fear, apathy, or um, just depression, anger, or frustration right into gratitude and happiness, but climbing the rung or the levels of consciousness that Dr. David Hawking talks about as well and reaching for what the next best feeling emotion is. What is that next best thing? And not jumping ahead and bypassing the process itself. And I think that's maybe that might be where some of the gaps lie in doing some of the law of attraction or the positive thinking only kind of thing where there's a process and it's trusting that process and moving through it in a way that feels good or feels most aligned, most supportive for you where you are in that moment. I think everything that you said in this conversation is uh, something that I and hopefully everybody else can try to apply during this time of confusion and isolation is like what I'm taking away is, you know, keep prioritizing sun, get my sleep. It's so easy to have such a irregular sleep schedule right now. So um, prioritizing, you know, having some sort of regularity as well as continuing to minimize like that fluorescent light, you know, working through the emotional body and emotional issues by going inward and looking at them and showing compassion towards them and, and realizing that like it is a time of confusion and uncertainty and stress, but we can work through it. And then continuing, continuing to move physically, mentally. And for me, like what's helping me is artistically continuing to, to push and move forward, even though it might not be certain what I'm creating yet. And so I loved everything you touched on. Um, is there anything that we left out in regards to where life is at right now that you want to make sure we include uh, as we wrap up here? I think the biggest reminder I would love to leave people with is that even though we might be staying at home and that we might feel alone, that we aren't alone in this experience. So allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough to be supported. People want to help you. People want to see you shine. And there's a lot of love available for everyone right now. And I think that's the best medicine that we could give attention to in itself. I love that. Your medicine, Chloe. I truly, I truly <laughs> appreciate you like in this conversation, but more so even beyond just you're like clearly someone who as with everybody has some uncertainty in life as we all do, but you are clearly someone who aims to serve and to truly help people. And it comes from such a heart space. So uh, seeing that is very rare, especially in like some sort of medicinal space. So I appreciate you and the Mm. medicine you provide people with. And uh, yeah, I love you. Where can people find you and people can perhaps read more about you. I love your captions. They're medicine right there. So where can people <laughs> the learn? The long captions. That's the best. That's what it's all about. It's like a blog. Where is the best place people can connect with you, find you, stay, stay up to date with everything you're about? Yes, absolutely. I love connecting with everyone on Instagram, underscore Chloe Hom, C-H-L-O-E-H-O-M, my middle name. And by the time this podcast is released, my enrollment or enrollment for 
the group wellness program starting mid-April with everything included, functional medicine lab kits with the Chinese medicine approach, the group container of no more than six people to really provide that intimate personalized experience is going to be so, so, so exciting to be able to share during this time, especially. And uh, that's in addition to my one-on-one program, the Ascended Alchemy Method. And that's all on my Instagram. And please, if anyone resonates with what we got to chat about here, I would love to hear more about everyone's takeaways. And also, if there were any gaps that we didn't get to cover, how can I serve? How can I support you and share a resource or any guidance with what we might be moving through right now? Sweet. I, rec- I, I recommend people dive into your stuff and uh, we'll, we'll be sure to do another one of these again. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate you. Thank you for supporting this project. If you haven't already, leave a five-star review if you don't mind. That helps me get more awesome guests. And if you're interested in the newsletter that I mentioned, it's in the link below. And you can there get all the things I'm working through, the books, the articles, the podcasts, the journal prompts, anything that I'm using to kind of enhance my growth mentally, spiritually, physically, anything I can think of to help you guys, I'm sharing it there. So if you want to connect on a more deeper level, that's the place to do it. And until the next episode, I hope you guys stay safe, stay healthy. I love you. Bye.